Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 629, recorded live on Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who is now strongly suggested to work from home, Dave Pillay. Yeah, um, even strongly suggested is, is maybe not um, the right word for it. But yeah, go on. Uh, and the man who is considered an essential employee by the federal government, Andy Lowe, hi. Congrats. <laughs> I, uh, I looked it up. I, I got an email saying like, hey, the um, U.S. Department of Homeland Security issued letters out to broadcasters in case, you know, there is a complete lockdown, i.e. California and New York and New Jersey. Um but yeah, in, within the definition of an essential service provider, uh, par, uh, 42 U.S. Code Section 5189E, um, subsection A1, <laughs> wireline or mobile telephone service, internet access service, radio or television broadcasting. Yeah. Well, so, you got to get the information out to the people. Yep. So That's critical. Yes. So even if there is a complete lockdown... You still go to work. I still go to work. Yep. I, I get to work from home. Um, Epic views... I don't, I don't want to say this because I don't want to mess the language up, but effectively, um, in-person training is a core aspect of my job. Yet, However, I, would, I, I would agree with that. We have suspended in-person training until mid-May. <laughs> so all of my training is now virtual, which means I can do it from home. So I'm working from home. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been slowly, you know, for a while now going to people and going, hey, you know, there was a, there was a big meeting of all the salespeople <clears throat> last month. Fat Tuesday, actually. Yeah. Um, and I went to that meeting and it's like, okay, you know, I'm here to make sure you all have wide orbit traffic on your computer so you can work from home. And I had sent an email to the manager, some of the managers kind of poo-pooed it. And now I'm sitting there thinking, you know what, that would have been the perfect time to make sure everybody was set up. Now I'm kind of, you know, having to just run back and forth between markets and set people up. <sighs> so... Yeah, but yeah, no, I I am now, according to federal law, an essential service provider. Well, there you go. Yep. Which is funny, though, because it's a federal law, but local and state laws still supersede it. So I could, you know, I can use, I've been given a letter to actually, like, present in case, you know, we get in a lockdown and I get pulled over. Um, But... I can still actually get yelled at by the local and the state but, for it. But the federal government says I'm supposed to go to work. I know. It's like... I, I have a feeling the, the local and the state would actually say the same. Well, yeah, no. The Michigan Association of Broadcasters right now are working with the governor to try and get an executive order written for them to basically say, hey, <clears throat> follow federal guidelines for essential service employees. Yeah. So that's currently getting trying they're trying to get that worked through. So there's not that whole gray area. So that it's very clear that you are indeed 
Mm-hmm. Man, if everybody is stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be. God, just watching some of our uh, some of our bandwidth. I was about to ask, how's your network traffic doing? Oh, some of our markets are literally just at full capacity. <laughs> I'm just because we've got uh, SNMP stuff. Okay, um, so I we can't know what that abbreviation is. Simple network management protocol. Okay, basically, it'll um, it's a way of using IP data to keep track of all your devices. Sure. So it's it's a very you know SNMP started way back. When in the 70s? When did it start? Oh, I'd have to look up the RFC number. Oh, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, another rabbit hole. Another ra- Don't. Do 1980s. It. it was originally started in 1980s. Sure. Make up a date. That's, I'm just reading the Wikipedia article. Okay. So basically, yeah, it's, it's kind of some low-level networking control and notification. So you you know if you got your SNMP set up there you got a you know, main SNMP server that can go to your router and go hey tell me what the data is for this value and it will bring it back there and because you have you know a chart table it goes okay value 4 is you know total internet bandwidth so your your controlling device will be able to take that data and understand it it's pretty fancy now <laughs> granted okay. most of the I'm just well, going to I'm going to take your word for it sir um, yeah. So in one day, my workstation, let me, let me see this. Cause I'm, so I, I started working from home. I was teaching in person this week, um, on, and the class was supposed to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and Wednesday, no Tuesday night. So just after the first day, uh, we got an email saying, Hey, uh, there was a community transmitted case. We are not going to make anyone come in who's not comfortable with coming in. Uh, don't expect people to come in. You you may have to find some other way of doing this, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, crap. Uh, and so I did the class, the three-day class, in two days because I wanted to get it done with. Um, and I've got somewhere in here are the pictures of my workstation. So I, I brought my laptop home after I finished the class and I started teaching from home. And then I don't know where it went. I'm trying to figure out where I put this picture. Uh, so I taught from home. And I even taught from home. Like, there it is. Uh, I, I, I pulled out my laptop and I set it up and I put it next to the window. And, like, I did a day of work from home. So I just sent you a picture of it. Okay. And by the end of the day, I was like, you know what? This was kind of like I did it, but it was kind of crappy. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't comfortable doing it. Like, it was nice to have the backyard there and the view. And so I went back to work, grabbed my equipment from work, and brought it home. Oh, so you actually just, you went whole that's, hog. That's the before and after. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to describe for our listeners what you see in the two pictures? Uh, well, y- your, uh, <laughs> your first picture is literally just your laptop on a folding table. Surrounded by junk. Yep. And your second setup is basically what my setup is here at home, where I see, you know, I see a USB hub, and I see an actual keyboard and mouse and actual monitors. It's it's literally kind of what my home setup is here. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, um, our news director for our news station here in Kalamazoo, um, 
went to England last Friday. <laughs> and was or was not able to return home. Uh, was able to return home. She actually just got back yesterday afternoon. And so since, you know, she came from England, she now has to self-quarantine for 14 days. Yep. Um, so I went into the office and I just basically, you know, took some of our, I cleared off one of my desks and I said, okay, what do I need to do to get her up and running remotely? And I just basically started like, you know, pulling things from the other <laughs> rooms and everything. And I, oh, I grabbed one of our spare, one of my old laptops that I had sitting around just in case emergency, I opened it up and turned it on. The laptop screen was broken. I was like, oh no. no. But I'm sitting there going, wait a second, this thing's got an external monitor output. So I did exactly what you did here. I just, you know, set up the laptop to run with the with the lid closed, got yep. her an external monitor and external keyboard and mouse, and then I got one of our remote units, and I figured out how to plug the remote unit into the laptop, and I just, you know, set it up all on the desk, made sure it all worked, and then I just grabbed a couple of bags and the carrying case of the remote unit and threw it all in the bags. I just put it on her front porch and ran away. <laughs> and she just you know she called me up as i'm you know leaving going okay i have all this now stuff what? how does how does it work <laughs> you're like ah fuck well no no because i literally just set it up so i knew that literally like you know all the cords were in there were the stuff that she needed and i had just set it up so in my head i'm like okay you know look at for the one cable that looks like an oversized <laughs> usb cable that's your display port cable. One of that plugs into the monitor. The other half of that plugs into the laptop back right corner. It's just like, okay. And then rustling in that one. So she's like, okay, that's in there. I'm like, okay. So we need power supply for the laptop. That looks like a uh, paperback book, but it's black. And it's got two cords coming out of it. She's like, okay. One of those is the power cord. One of them plugs into the wall. She's like, okay. And then half hour later, she was completely set up and running. So Nice. Yeah, no, I gotta call her up later though. There was figured that one out. Yeah, there was a there's a couple of things there that I forgot to do, but hey, that's what Team Viewer is for. I'll just quickly log in, throw the couple of things on there, and be done with it. So, yep, that's uh, we'll find out on Monday. Who else needs to get their virtually stuffed together? Everyone. Hey, we're not completely locked down yet, like Illinois. So, yep. I'm just and, waiting. Uh, Governor Whitmer is saying she is not currently planning on that. But just wait. Yep. I mean, is Ohio currently locked down at totally or no? Ohio? Yeah. I have no idea. I know they canceled school before Michigan did. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, it's currently not stated in here. <laughs> yeah, because it was basically we would always just watch Ohio. As soon as Ohio did something, literally like 24 to 48 hours Whitmer Michigan would do the, the same thing. Yeah. <sighs> hey, did you do your census? Uh, no, but I literally have the census form sitting right next to me. I did mine yesterday. Nine it questions? Took, uh, something like that. It took not a lot of time. Um, just one quick tip for you and anyone listening. Do it all at once because the online site will time out and it doesn't save your progress. Oh, so I did my census twice because <laughs> I got distracted when I was on like the second to last page because Laura asked me a question and I started doing research on it and figuring stuff out and sending her links. And then I went back and I'm like, oh, right. I was working on the set for security purposes. We've closed out of the session. 
Mother, son of a... Piece it was of really shit. funny. I was listening to... Um, I was listening to 1A. Yeah. And they had the... Um, they had the director of the census on there. And the guy, you know, was just trying to poke him about the politics of the census and being the level-headed bureaucrat that he was. He's like, I'm not touching it. Not I'm touching not it. Touching it. <laughs> not going there. Um, but he had, you know, people sending questions and all these people were like, oh, my my data on the computer, you know, hackers and blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking like, you know what? It's nine questions, and people are like, you know, I'm not going to tell the government, you know, how many doors are in my house. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, that hasn't been on the census in the last 20 years. Yeah. Like, like did you not fill out your census form last year? What? Because <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, the, the form is literally only nine questions. All those deep dive questions are now part of the American Household Survey, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, he just kept on repeating these same answers over and over again. And I'm just like, oh my God, people. Just, oh. It's so, it's so quick. Oh, especially it's as so people quick. are like, you know, I don't trust, I don't trust computers. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to fill this out, the computer thing there. I'm going to have, you know, my census person come in and I'm sitting there thinking in my head, that census person is going to come in with a paper form, fill it out, and then go back to a computer and type it in. Somebody at some point is going to take your paper form and put it on a computer. Yeah. Why don't we just cut out the middleman? Well, because cutting out the middleman opens it up to a man-in-the-middle attack. I know. Do you like that? Yeah, no, I get you. It's it's Because it's a play on cutting out the middleman? Mm-hmm. Leaves you exposed to man-in-the-middle? Yep. In any case... You know who else considered themselves to be uh, critical, like, required work? Uh, grocery stores, gas stations, and hospitals. All of which are. Yeah. But also GameStop. Uh... <laughs> now, now, I get that there's going to be a lot of people at home, and they're going to be bored, so they're going to want to play video <laughs> games. Yep. But I don't think GameStop is essential for that. It, it was claim, GameStop claimed to be essential retail. Oh, that's mm, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, not just like essential retail, like, okay, so we'll stay open and we'll do like curbside pickup, but essential retail no change in hours, no change in habits, not providing anything for the staff, um, just business as normal. Oh. And people didn't like that. No, uh, rightly so. Surprise, surprise. Um, to the point of where uh, Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania, revoked their business license. Oh. And said, effective immediately, all GameStops in the state of Pennsylvania have well, I don't know if it was effective on me. It might have been effective on like the end of day Monday. Uh, all GameStops in Pennsylvania are are losing their license and can no longer provide any service. <laughs> At which point, the the corporate part of GameStop said, "Okay, we're closing down. That's it. Everyone out. We're done. Nope, we are not in essential service. Uh, we'll do delivery at door. And nope, everyone, we're go go home." No one come to the store. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, that's it, it's sad that it came to that. I'm glad now that the, you know they are locking down the stores, <laughs> but oh, did you really have to get shamed into it? <laughs> Evidently, yes. Oh. When does Reggie take over on the board? <laughs> Not until the other two people leave in, I think, June or July. Damn it. Oh, he's got to be looking at this going like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Come on, guys. What the hell? GameStop is not an essential service. No. What the hell? That said, my copy of Final Fantasy VII is going to be delayed. Oh. Because I ordered a physical copy. Oh. Sad face. Yeah, the uh, the physical copy of Final Fantasy VII um, production, I believe, is behind because the factories are all closed. Understandable. Uh, shipping would be behind because everyone's busy shipping, you know, toilet paper. <sighs> so, like, I'm I'm sad because I want to play this game. But I don't want to cancel my physical copy and get the digital copy because I would prefer to have a physical copy. Yeah. <clears throat> but speaking of video games. Yep. Um, we got some video game topics. Yeah. Well, we, we have GameStop, which we talked about. Yep. And Final Fantasy VII, yep. which we talked about. Yep. We, we have others, I'm sure. Yes. So, um, so uh, GDC has officially stated when they're rescheduling, which to me feels like, I feel like that's a little too early to start, re- you know, putting out your dates again. Because they said it's going to take place August 4th through 6th. Yeah. Right now, I feel that. like we're still in the... We don't know. Who let's knows? wait and yeah. s- let's wait and see phase. Um, like everyone's saying, you know, lockdown until early May, or or stay at home, work from home until like the end of April. Or uh, I've, I've even seen some places be like June or July, but like Kansas closed their schools for the year. Yeah, no, that um, Michigan will probably do the same. Well, no, they're doing. I think they're yeah. I think they're going for the rest of the. I know the colleges are going virtually for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, they repeat, they were, uh, they were coordinating times to have, you know, people come back to the dorms if they hadn't, you know, finished moving out all their stuff Yeah, in like shifts. Yeah. So that you can socially distance. Damn it. It just touched my face. Crap. Speaking of socially distancing. Yep. So GDC is planned for August 4th through 6th. Yes. I uh, I think that's a bad idea. To, I mean, you you got to pick a date at some point, right? Yes. Because they're, they're like, well, we, we're going to have this, and people need time to prepare for it and put things together. But, like, still feels a little early to say, yeah, this will all be done by then. Mm-hmm. Maybe the planners of GDC listen to Fox News. Oh, granted, Fox News even right now is... Getting a little, uh, a little on the actual, okay, this might actually be a problem train. <sighs> I do have to say, though, I've been try- uh, keeping tabs on some of the other shows, because most of the shows, you know, are shutting down or doing stuff, you know, remotely. 
for the number of people who are in the broadcasting industry who do not have basic broadcasting equipment at their house is ridiculous. Like I'm here, I'm sitting here listening to, you know, I can, you know, I'm checking on NPR. I'm checking on the CBS shows that we do. I'm, you know, I'm listening to, I can tell when people are literally using like their laptop microphone on their (laughs) kitchen table. So funny story. My job is to teach people, right? Are you using a laptop (laughs) microphone? Well, yes, I'm using a laptop, but like. We've we've done audio checks now before we we do classes and like we had some some sessions hosted by some of the trainers for like call into the WebEx and test your or test your setup so that you know how it sounds and what it's going to be like. And now, granted, half not even half most of the time when they uh, when when the other trainers are doing the virtual classes, mm-hmm. they call in. They call in. Yep. Like dial nine to get out, call in. Well, like click this button to have WebEx call you. (sighs) I'm hoping that's not even. Is it a cell phone? Uh, No, I mean, normally it's it's landline, right? Okay, good. It's VoIP because it's a Cisco connection across the entire company. But still, it has to travel out across the cellular lines, not cellular, the the landlines at some point. Yes. And uh, even if it's VoIP. Or does it? I don't know. Well, if they're dialing a phone, it's going to have to use the phone codecs, which are horrible. I know. Like I am aware. <laughs> Andy, I fought. I I tried. I worked with the, the team that's responding. Like, guys, we can't do it over the phone. It sounds awful. And, like, every time I would do it, they're like, oh, no, it sounds fine. Like, I can't tell the difference. I'm like, you're nuts. <laughs> Using the computer is so much better. Yeah. Heck, even you, even you know, setting up a SIP app or just anything other than just using the phone's codecs. No, oh, jeez, just wrong. <sighs> I so have to say this I, is. I have to figure out my setup because i'm supposed to be teaching on tuesday um i'm debating whether or not to use the microphone i'm using right now which is the samson c01u usb studio condenser mic okay or do i just use the bluetooth headset microphone either one would be fine the uh the headset microphone you're not gonna have to worry about you know trying to be off mic a bit or just you know being on the mic so you're not gonna have that problem um you gotta word be worried about hitting your face though. <laughs> with the with you know, with your hands, so you're not gonna yeah. hear that. Yeah. Well and in either like yes. Yeah. The thing with the studio mic is it tends to pick up a lot of background noise. I could see that because it's probably a cardio mic, so it has a nice big yep. wide field. <clears throat> so it yeah. It just doesn't pick up what's directly behind it. Yeah. But everything else. As it's designed to do. Right. Yeah. Whereas the ones on my head are built into the headset. Yeah. So it's designed to be looking at a specific location and nothing else. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I got to figure that out by Tuesday. Either one will be better than a phone and either one should sound fine. Yeah. Well, also, I don't have a landline. So the only phone I have would be the with cell phone and that. mm, Unless you've got an app to actually 
you know, use the full spectrum of the microphone to send it. Right. Yeah. Uh, this has been an interesting week, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. So other video game news, speaking of interesting yep. weeks, um, yeah, Formula One and NASCAR are canceled. Are canceled. Because NAS- can you imagine a NASCAR event with, you know, fewer than 50 people? <laughs> I think the teams themselves are 50 people. Each. Yeah. Like each, right? Yeah. The pit crew is like eight, nine, ten people. <laughs> Try doing a pit stop where everybody has to stay at least six feet away from each other. Away from each other. <laughs> one person at a time. No, you could get two, right? You could get two working on it at a yeah, time. On one on each side. Yeah. So I one- would love to see that, actually. I'd love to because they're so specialized, right? Yeah. Pit crews are, are like it's they practice, they practice, they practice, they practice, they practice, they practice, they practice. They are like so specialized they could do that job in their sleep i'd love to see them have to do all the jobs <laughs> oh that'd be ridiculous so they'd be like struggling through some of it and then one part of it they would just like nail that part real fast and the rest of it would be like shoot how does this with the okay i gotta put it in there and turn it to lo- okay like okay gas Gas tank goes, nope, you have to open the thing first. Um, so I put it in, and I pull it, okay. And the- well, the um, they're actually changing now the tires for NASCAR. For the, the oh. rims? The rims okay. used to be five bolts, like your normal car. Right. They're, they're now switching to Formula One, where they just have the one nut in the center. So all the pit crews have to retrain. Yeah. But now that you've got just one nut, you're going to see pit times for NASCAR just start to plummet drop yeah but like they're already super fast right well, yeah but they're not you know formula one pit stops are just ridiculous but like what is okay hang on pit stop time nascar what is the 12 to 16 seconds do you want to know what the world record is for formula one holy fuck <laughs> you just you just googled it didn't you I did. Two point four seconds is the average. Yeah, the world record is what one point eight. How? How do you push fuel into the tank that fast? It's a huge pipe. It just like drops a bucket of fuel into the car. Yeah, no, the fuel the fuel pipe on that thing is like literally like multiple inches in diameter. Wow. Oh this... no, never mind. Um, refueling was actually now banned from pit stops. Too many fires, probably. Yeah. So the car just has to have all the fuel it needs at the start. I do believe so. Sucks if you run out. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the strategy now is pacing your fuel. Yep. And having engines that are more fuel efficient. Cars were fueled at the rate of more than twelve liters per second. There had to be a lot of pressure on that line. Twelve liters is three gallons per second, which means I could yeah. go fill up my car. My in car four seconds in four seconds. My car would take just a hair over three seconds. Chunk, ka chunk, ka chunk. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's no longer necessary as cars <laughs> no longer refuel mid race. So I'm got okay. So NASCAR still, you know, they got to refuel because those things are big compared to Formula One cars. But yeah, no, one point eight two seconds for changing your tires. Crazy. That's crazy. 
Okay, so anyway, NASCAR is in trouble because you can't have 50 people. Yeah. Like, you you can't have thousands of people. The largest stadium in the country is a NASCAR stadium. No, I thought it was football. You want to go take a look? Largest stadium. I know the largest football stadium. List of stadiums by capacity. Indy 500. All right, Michigan Stadium, 107,601. Uh, I think it's up from there. That, I think that's the old one, isn't it? Before they added the extension. <clears throat> Indianapolis 500. What, what stadium? What uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that's what it's called. Okay. Oh, permanent seating capacity of 257,325. Yeah. Okay. The difference oh. is that, like, it's not considered a stadium because it's not a contained building. Okay, so a list of sports venues by capacity, yeah. Now we're talking yeah. racing, 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 racing. Right. Racing, race course, Kentucky Derby, 120,000. Michigan Stadium, there we go. Okay, so yeah, okay, I get you now. So yeah, one, you know, one contained building, Michigan Stadium. Well, technically, North Korea, then Michigan yeah. Stadium. Uh, uh, there's one in India, evidently. There's one in the, India? There's a, a cricket stadium that has a capacity oh. of 110,000. Okay. So, okay, so North Korea, cricket, Michigan Stadium. Right. Okay. Cricket in India. Oh, like, my God. Cricket in India is huge. Did you not, ever watch... Not just cricket. Cricket in India. Is, like, now the home of cricket. I'm trying to think of the last yep. time that somebody not either, you know, India, Pakistan... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of the last time that either, like you know, Australia, England, or no, not not even. I don't even think South Africa has been in the Cricket World Cup recently. I don't know. But anyway, NASCAR. You were you were going to say something? Yes. Um, NASCAR got canceled. So one of the uh, one of the guys for the number twenty two NASCAR team thought, "Hey, a lot of the guys have those i uh, i racing rigs." at home what the happens really if big yeah or just you know just they have the i racing stuff on their computer and they have you know steering wheel and pedals yeah it's like and just see how well it translates yeah so he started texting around and he got people going you know what let's try it out and uh he even got you know dale earnhardt jr and a couple other you know actual racers to go you know what let's try this out so, you know, he got he got the okay from iRacing's, you know, executives going, Lad, let's, you know, we'll get you the server for this thing. We'll make sure everything goes, you know, oh, I mean, s- swimmingly for, on for the back end. iRacing, this is like the, a godsend. Yeah. And then he called up um, Podium Esports, which puts on broadcast quality production of sim races, and said, hey, we're just trying to get a bunch of these guys together to do this race. Can you broadcast it? And he's like, wait, you got Dale Earnhardt Jr. to agree to this? Where do I sign? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Are you kidding me? Dale okay. Earnhardt Jr. and all these other drivers are going to be running in our race. Where do I sign? Yeah. Where do I sign? Literally, where do I sign? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So the first one was a week ago, yeah? Yes. Sunday, March 15th How- at 3 p.m. They streamed had, on Twitch. So probably the first time NASCAR has ever streamed on Twitch. <laughs> probably. How how did they do? Uh, twenty three thousand concurrent viewers and over seventy thousand unique viewers over the two hour broadcast. So here's the real question I have. Yes. 
Because this was with professional drivers. Yes. Did they compete with professional gamers? Uh, let's see. Who did they have on the list? They had <clears throat> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten racers. Um, others scheduled to race crewmen, retired NFL lineman, musician, crew chief, crew person, car chief, crew person, somebody with the iRacing track development team. <laughs> Twitch I streamer. Mean, of, of course, right? Why, why, could, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You're like, I built this damn thing. I'm going to race in it. <laughs> and I'm going to race against Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Podium Esports. To all, if you're not familiar with Twitch, it works just like YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Click the link and our stream will automatically play. Oh, that's funny. NASCAR even put highlights of it on their website. Really? Is that on the NASCAR.com? I guess at one point, though, uh, it was a pretty good crowd. Where did it say? Um, It was (laughs) still extremely difficult. One of the guys um, who was going in for the lead had his computer decide to do Windows updates <laughs> during the middle of the race and smashed him into a wall. Oh. Because oh, I, I love the fact, like, racing virtually, transla- like, a lot of the skill sets translate, right? I remember years and years ago, they took someone who was, like, really good at Formula One virtual racing and put him in a Formula One car, and he wasn't as good, but he was damn good. He was better than most people would have been. Well, yeah, the GT Academy back in, what, 2008? Where Nissan had people (laughs) who played Gran Turismo and were good at Gran Turismo basically put them from the virtual into the real GT cars. (laughs) So, like, it translates. Yeah. So... Did the NASCAR winners, did NASCAR drivers get beat? Uh, a lot of them, yes, did. Oh. <laughs> well, a lot of them aren't used to, you know, they're used to an actual NASCAR thing there, so there's no, there's no physical feedback really all that much. Yeah. And there's no, you know, gravity, there's no inertia, so. Uh, well, there there is, just not on you, yeah. right? There's virtual inertia. Yeah. Oh, Which, that's you fantastic. know some of the some of the iRigs now are actually built to actually bank with to give the, you that feeling. Yeah. Oh my god, this is this is fantastic. I am not usually a fan of NASCAR. Just on general, like I don't like the race. I don't I don't get into it. But like this could be a breakthrough for NASCAR. Yeah. No, it, it's you know it's an it's a fun idea. This could. Yeah, yeah. Because, especially, I mean, the simulated picture of it looks like a NASCAR race. Well, that's what they were talking about is, you know, this podium guys were just treating it just like any other race. You know, they had they had this, the same, basically the same graphics as you would see during a normal NASCAR race. They were, you know, keeping track. They were just acting like this was a, a NASCAR, NASCAR race. race. Yeah. Yeah. Did did the cars, did the drivers have their cars? I'm not sure. Like, I have to. Decked out with the same uh, logos and the same. That will be interesting. Okay, what, what car was Dale Jr. in? The he... same numbers. Uh, no, let me turn off the sound. I'm trying to see. Let me look here. 
Uh, no, I don't see the number three. Or number, no, Dale Jr. was number eight. <clears throat> see, do I see a number eight? <clears throat> no, no, he's not in the, he's a lap down on where I just went to, so. <laughs> he's not, he's not in the main part of the field here. I'd have to, I'd have to go through and look, but. Okay. It looks like some of them do look like they're, you know, ducked out exactly like they would be if it was an actual NASCAR race. So I hope that the actual drivers got to drive their cars. I mean, is it is it the contract violation if they didn't? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some lawyers probably had to take a look at this. But yeah, oh. no, I guess some people also in the F1 um, group also did their own <clears throat> race using um, R Factor 2. Okay. And they did the, because the Australian Grand Prix got canceled. So they thought, you know what? Let's just do our own race. And so they got a bunch of, you know. F1 drivers. F1 drivers and YouTubers and other yep. staff. And um, they said, you know so, what? We're not going to tell you what race course it is. And we're not going to tell you what cars you're going to be driving. It's going to be a surprise when you log in. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having this vision because it's all virtual, right? Yeah. Of, of you could put like an overlay over the car to make it look like whatever you want. So we're, we're talking like the race in ready player one movie. Yeah. Right. Like everyone pulls up in their car, whatever it is you want to race in the DeLorean. You can race in the DeLorean. You want to race in a Ford model T go for it. (laughs) Just know it must be black. (laughs) <laughs> i it could be this could be interesting i'd be I'll, I'll be curious to see if this keeps up well f1 announced that a virtual grand prix series is going to take place of the canceled races indycar is putting on a special series of races in iRacing, um and nascar is teaming up with fox sports and iRacing to host a pro invitational sim race that will be broadcast on television so good day for esports yeah. And good days for NASCAR. I mean, way to make the best of the situation. Well, shoot, Granted. it's actually on right now. Like right now, right now? Right now on Fox Sports. Yeah, Fox Sports teaming up with NASCAR and iRacing delivers the first ever eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series event Sunday, March 22nd at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox Sports 1 and the Fox Sports app. So literally right now, literally right now, as we are recording, this is actually on television. Do I still have All a right Fox then. Sports app on my phone or did I take that off? Oh, I took it I off because I was like, shoot, there's you. no sports going on right now. That's crazy, though. OK, I'm I'm good for them. I don't know if it would be the same to have like. You couldn't do it for the NFL, right? No. Because all the NFL games are you're only the one player or the one. Yeah, the one player. But you are the whole team. Yes. Unless I wonder if that's what the 2K NFL game is. The well, not no, no, because they're not allowed. To, it's not allowed to be simulation. Right. But so this isn't a simulation. This is like uh, a one to one transformation. How is that not a simulation? <laughs> I don't know. It's not a simulation. It's a transformation. Yes. What do you want from me, man? They said we're making a football game, but it's not a simulation. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. (laughs) I don't know either. It's a football RPG. No, it's still a simulation. Oh, God. 
Right. So um, other video game news that's positive, actually. Sure. Yeah. The uh, 12 finalists for the 2020 ooh, Video ooh, Game ooh, Hall ooh, of Fame ooh, have been announced. Ooh. All right. How many of them do we disagree with? This is this is always the bejeweled. I uh, 500 million downloads. Yeah, it basically spawned the current match three industry. I mean, it changed the meta of what a video game was, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was there any other really big casual games before Bejeweled? Solitaire, Minesweeper. Which both are already in the Hall of Fame, Uh, I do believe. Yeah, probably. So Bejeweled came out in 2001. Um, Casual game? Arkanoid? I don't know if I'd call that casual. Breakout? I mean, what, what defines a casual game? Good luck. Yeah. No, I'm not going to touch that one. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll give Bejeweled. It deserves a spot. It has it has changed the industry. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, if I go to my phone right now and look at <clears throat> Candy Crush Match 3, you know. Why do you have Candy Crush on your phone, Andy? Oh, I don't have Candy Crush. Brian does. So yeah. you, can, you can yell at him for that one. Yeah. Oops. They have a CSS error in their page. Oh. You see Puzzle the, Quest, uh, Jewel Quest. Do you see the breadcrumb trail that says Home Press Room Meet the 2020 World Video Game Whatever at the top of their page? Oh, at the top? Yes. It's below the green and purple. Okay, yes. Scroll until that is in the yellow bar at the top. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a CSS error. Okay. Oops. Okay, yeah. Bejeweled. Fine. Centipede. Yes. Yes. I. I sure. Yeah, Centipede was actually one of the first games targeted towards female players. Really? Yep. Didn't do very well, but it was. It actually says it right here. It says, uh, the game industry, the game helped attract more women into the arcade. See, if you'd read the article, you would have known that. But I knew that because I read a bunch of books on video game history. Uh, Frogger. I feel like with the pop culture aspect of Frogger, yes. I'm just trying to think of, like, what, what impact it made on the industry. Uh, it must have right i mean for goodness sakes there was a seinfeld episode that dealt with frogger yes george costanza's high score which i was pissed at because um the whole thing was oh i can't lose my high score on this game oh i can't lose my high score on this game right yeah uh frogger i don't believe had internal memory to store a high score oh (laughs) which means that as soon as the game was unplugged the high score was gone well, that, that's why I think he had it, like, on a battery pack somehow or something, right? And how would he have transferred it from wall-based power to a battery pack? I don't know. I never actually watched could, Seinfeld. Could George Costanza, with what you know of the character, splice together a power line on a live power line so that he could unplug it from the wall and still have it plugged into a battery? Holy I crap, Seinfeld know. was that old? Seinfeld was in the 80s? Yeah, Seinfeld was on for a while. Okay. GoldenEye, 007, oh. Nintendo 64. Y- yes. <laughs> Changed first-person shooters forever. Yes. By bringing them to the console, which, like, is is where they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guitar Hero, I agree. Yep. King's Quest, aw. Aw. That was a good game. God, I haven't played any really of the Quest game. games in forever. I think I've got all of them, because I think I bought, like, the complete series. 
on yeah. CD somewhere. So I think I've got them in the basement. They were good games. Yeah. They were hard games. Oh, Jeez, yeah. No, how hard. many times did I, I... I swear, my Space Quest game had about 50 different saves on it. <laughs> so I'm like, shoot, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this right now or not, because I've always loved the one time where it's like, you know, I was supposed to do something 30 minutes ago. Yep, and you didn't. And, and I now didn't. you're stuck. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft. Of course. Deserves to be in there. NBA Jam. From downtown. He's on fire. God, that uh, was like the game in the arcade to play when that came out. Yeah. Did it, did it, would you say it was a definitive, like, impact on the industry? I'm trying to think if there were any sports. Not really. I mean, there were sports games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There were sports games. But, like, um, the, but ones that used the likeness of actual athletes? I don't know. When was the first Madden? Oh, um. <clears throat> Madden NFL 1980s. Trip Hawkins, I know that name. The successor to Arch Rivals. Oh man, I love playing Arch Rivals. <laughs> so yes, I think there were I think there were games that used I know like for certainly Tecmo Bowl had player names in it. Yeah. Not really their likeness, but definitely had their names. But I mean, I still remember having the secret codes to get Big All heads. The, yeah, big heads and, like, get the president <laughs> in there. Yep. Nokia Snake. Oh, that one. Hmm. I remember playing Snake on the phone. I remember, you know, heck, my BlackBerry even had Snake on it. I'm guessing because it was on the Nokia. Yep. Talking about, you know, one of the first mobile games. Um, I mean, on this list... Snake feels the weakest. Yeah, because it's not the first mobile game ever created. It was, you know, it was, it was a popular one because everybody had those same well, Nokia it was phones. Installed because yeah. everyone had the same phone because it was a friggin' indestructible phone. Yeah, yeah. This is the one I'm. I feel like yeah, out of the leak, out of the list of twelve, yeah, this is I feel like the weakest. Well, actually, now now I'm sitting there. Uncharted Two is on the list. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, is it that much better than Uncharted? I don't know. I've still wanted, I'm still wanting to play the Uncharted series. I just, you know, since it was PlayStation, it was not my wheelhouse, so. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Melee, of course. Deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Deserves it. Yep. And where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yes. Heck, I still uh, have, I, I could, right now... Yep, Carmen. Carmen Sandiego. I've got frickin' where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego on my computer as we speak. Yep. Okay, so these are the finalists. Yes. How many of them get entered? Oh, shoot. I forgot. How does that work? Public will collectively act as one member. So you get to vote, actually, uh, between now and April 2nd. Of those games, you get to pick one per day. Oh, God, only one of those. Oh, The public ooh. will collectively oh. act as one member of the committee. Yep. Okay. The three games that receive the most public votes will be submitted on one ballot and will join the other top three submissions from members of the International Selection and Advisory Committee. So let's see. It looks like they introduce three. four. Four every year. Yeah. Four. Okay. So, yeah, last so, year's last year's four... With so, Solitaire, oh, Combat, Mortal Kombat, and Super Mario Kart. 
Uh, Andy, what year is it? 2020. So what was last year? 2019. So which four? Colossal Cave Adventure. Yeah. Microsoft Solitaire. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Super Mario yeah. Kart. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. So which of these uh, do you? Which which three or which four? Which four? Which four should you should we vote for? Okay. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers was huge. Carmen San Diego. I mean, I don't know. So I'm I'm looking at this list and I'm like trying to prepare a, a debate for that thing or against that thing. Is Smash Brothers Melee actually genre defining slash game changing? Like, I feel like it. Well, it was the best selling game for the GameCube. Yeah, like that was that was the game that everybody always had. It was a good game. It was a good game, yeah, no. And it was it's, the game that... It was a very good game. It was I'm the okay game that, that was simple like, enough that you could get everybody to try it out. You know, it was, I would... It was a good party game. Yeah, it was a good party game. Granted, I got my butt handed to me all the time. Yeah. But, but still, it was a fun party game. God, Guitar I, Hero... I almost hate to put it in there, but I think Minecraft belongs in there, right? It, it's a game that has transcended being a game. I mean, heck, we had a topic last week where where's it at where's it at what's it at the um last week the reporters without borders has created an uncensored oh, library in minecraft yeah, they they put the all the news in minecraft they made like the great library of alexandria so that uh it could go around censorship yeah so but but compare that to solitaire to the legend of zelda to pac-man sonic the hedgehog right like which of these games changed gaming? Oh, man, I'm looking at Guitar Hero, and I feel like that changed gaming a bit, but it kind of has already, it's come and gone. It, it brought rhythm gaming to the forefront. It didn't create rhythm gaming. It was already there. Yeah. That said, I, I do recall a certain podcast uh, <laughs> where two people got together to record the podcast and then didn't. Because, because of guitar, guitar Hero. Hero. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm voting for Guitar Hero. Uh, okay, so Guitar Hero is definitely one. Man, GoldenEye, though, that one... Oh, yeah, I, I feel like GoldenEye's got to do it, Yeah, too. If, if there was no GoldenEye, there, was no, there would be no Halo. And was think there? It, Halo was originally developed for a computer. But Halo made its own on the Xbox. Right, because Microsoft purchased Bungie. Yeah. But, like... Originally, it was going to. It was called Marathon. It was a game released for the Apple. I know, but I'm just thinking of how many you know console first-person shooters. Probably, if you probably talk to maybe their staff, I bet you most of them. When you talk about you know either a why did they get in the industry or you know b you know what influenced their decisions in their first-person shooter console game, Goldeneye, I feel like will show up. Okay. Sure. Okay. Man, there's just, uh, there's a lot of games that I, you know, like always we went down the list and we said yes to frickin' 10 out of the 12. Yep. So this is, this is a, this is a stacked deck is what this is. I just, I don't know where to go with that. So, jeez. Uh, da, 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 what else we got here? Well, shoot. We're, we're over time now. We got to. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm, I suddenly looked uh, at the clock and I'm like, well, shoot. Uh, one last word on a, on a sad note. Um, Al Warden uh, passed away. He okay. was the 
a command module pilot for Apollo 15. Okay. So that means now we, out of the 24 people in the Apollo program who have been on or around the moon, we are down to 11 left. So. <laughs> Excuse me. Gesundheit. Well, rest in peace. 88 years old. Wow. Yep. God, Buzz Aldrin is like 90 and just still. Yep. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He will He will probably punch you in the face still. All mm. right. Okay, so randoms. Mine is the random review this week. And um, if anybody follows me on Facebook, you would notice that I um, picked up a couch from one of our neighbors, which is currently sitting behind me. Um, but it is a long couch. It is um, seven feet long. So it uh, was not able to fit in either of our cars. Right. So I'm like, well, shoot, let me just quickly, you know, see how much would it cost me to rent, you know, a a moving van or something. And I was looking on the U-Haul thing there and it's like, hey, U-Haul app, you do not have to interact with anybody to rent your vehicle. And I'm like, well, in this time of social distancing, let me try that out. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, no, I downloaded the app. You know, I put my, you know, I had to put my driver's license information in there. I had to, you know, take a picture of my face and, you know, I had to schedule my pickup and stuff ahead of time, but I literally was able to order a U-Haul truck. I drove over to the site there. They had their keys in a lockbox. I just put my code in the lockbox. The door popped open. I got the key. You know, they had me verify mileage and, you know, fuel level by taking a picture Mm -hmm. and they said, yep, you're good to go. And so I just, you know, drove it off the lot, drove over to the place to pick up the couch we threw it in the back we drove it back to the house here took it inside let isaac play with it because it's a big van and you know he was excited and then i just i drove it back there i dropped you know i i dropped it off they said hey take a picture of your mileage again take a picture of the interior and you know the exterior just to make sure you know there weren't any dings or scratches or anything and dropped the key off there and credit card was charged and i was like okay I literally rented a U-Haul with talking to zero people. <laughs> there you go. It was, you know, their app was a little clunky because it's not really an app. It's kind of a amalgamation of the app and a mobile inter- web interface. So it it was not the most fluid experience. Especially, it was really funny, after I had already returned the U-Haul and gotten back home, I had gotten a text message saying, hey, your U-Haul's ready for pickup. I'm sitting there going like, I've already picked it up, drove it, and returned and it before you get me a text wait, message telling me that my wait. U-Haul is but ready for pickup. already done. Your U-Haul's ready, but I, no, it's not. It, it was ready. It was ready. I finished it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. So, got a U-Haul, didn't talk to anyone. Nope. Not a single person. Cool. You know, Took a picture. I, of, I may actually need to do that in the near future. We have some stuff to bring from northern Michigan down to here. Well, um, I would suggest the U-Haul, but um, when I went up to um, when I went up to my grandparents' house up in Traverse City after they had mm-hmm. sold it, and the people who bought it said, "Hey, you know." We're glad that it's fully furnished, but we actually don't need that furniture. If you want to, you know, if you need to take any of that stuff, go ahead. And that was just after we got the house here. So I said, sold. 
um, Penske trucks actually have one-way unlimited mileage. So especially since I picked up stuff for our house and my sister's house in Northville and my dad's house in Saline, you know, I drove a I drove the truck from Traverse City to Northville to Saline to Kalamazoo, and that was considered one way because I was going from Traverse City to Kalamazoo, and I just paid for you know the basic amounts for the truck. Okay. So I'm not sure if Penske Penske probably doesn't do this touch you know touch free rental, but depending on where you're going. That might be your best bet. Yeah, I would just check your quotes, though. But yeah, no, the U-Haul, if, if if you're concerned about social distancing, U-Haul right now, I've tried it, and it worked. Entirely hands-free. Okay. So. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? Um... What would it be and why? If, if I could eliminate something from my daily routine. Yes. Coffee. Like I'm assuming that by eliminating it, I no longer would need it or depend on it, that I would continue on as I am without it. I would like to eliminate coffee. <sighs> I'm trying to think if there's anything. <laughs> okay, so get up, a shower, I would want to keep the shower because that gives me a time for my brain to actually like you know wake up and process the day <laughs> what am I yeah. planning on doing today um god no yeah <laughs> uh my commuting is kind of annoying if you could just get rid of the commute yeah well Andy I got good news for you <laughs> oh no you're an essential employee yep nope I got bad news for you <laughs> yep code 42 Subsection five six. What I say eight three. I don't know. Um, got yeah, bad that, news for you, sir. I know. Especially now that part of my commute is where they're building those new hotels, and they're planning on putting a new strip mall in right next to the highway. It's just like that's going to be another traffic light. Oh yeah, and there's a Chick Fil A getting put in along my route home, so that's going to be fun. Yep. There was a Popeyes that came in. When Popeyes first came in, we had to do traffic reports of, you know, lane closures due to Popeyes because the drive-through lane was snaking back out onto the road. But I have a feeling the Chick-fil-A, if they don't set that up right, is going to be the same problem. Yeah, we'll have fun with that. Yeah, no, it's... You know, I I don't mind driving. It's just that daily commute is just, you know, sometimes it just is annoying. Yeah. All right, we should probably call it. Yep, on that uh, on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.com. Thank you for listening.